and welcome to Blaze Pod. It's Wednesday, the seventh of February. My name is Ben, and on the line is Andrew. How are you doing today, mate? All right, myself. Yeah, how about you? <laughs> good. Yeah, I'm I'm healthier than I've been for a good few weeks. I feel like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to rasp and you know cough my way through this one. So that's that's mm. progress. Uh, I've got yeah. someone doing like roadworks right outside my house. So. Uh, for the listeners, apologies if you hear like extensive drilling or something like that. Um, <laughs> there's not a lot I can do about it. Blame Sheffield Council instead, yeah. or whoever they've contracted it out to. Um, <laughs> right, mate. Well, I, I, you know, just to be upfront with the listeners, I don't want to talk about this Villa game any longer than necessary, so we're not going to. Instead, the majority of this episode is um, going to focus on a bit of a. Perhaps the most surprising move that United made in the transfer window, and that was uh, John Fleck departing off to Blackburn. Um, mm. Yeah, I uh, I was asleep when this happened because I'm I'm old, and so I woke up <laughs> in the morning and was like, "Hang about, we sold John Fleck." Like I didn't, I didn't see that coming. I mean, it's not a um, you know, it's, it's hardly uh, Dean and Fjortoft going under you know on the same day or anything like that. But it's it was a slightly shocking piece of news. So we wanted to. Um, well, we're going to spend the most of this episode talking about John we're Fleck. We're going to do this anyway, by the way. We're not just bottling Villa, are we? <laughs> That's true. We're going to do this anyway. But yeah. Yeah, the, the Villa game was, was such that I don't think it merits too much discussion from us. So, um, yeah, most of this episode we're going to be talking about John Fleck. But let's uh, let's let's rip the Band-Aid off, as the Americans say. Don't rip the plaster just sounds weird. So I always end up saying rip the Band-Aid yeah, off. Yeah. Um, and talk about this Villa game. Uh, we lost 5-0. Um, i got to say... A bit of a breaking point for me, I think, in terms of my fandom this season. I, I guess I went into this season with my eyes wide open. And as mm. you know, anyone who's listened to this even semi-regularly will know, I fully expected us to get relegated um, from the moment we sold Illumin and Jai and the kind of mess that we had over the summer. And um, you know, nothing, nothing really has happened in the ensuing six months or whatever that's changed my mind on that. Did but... you think it'd be this bad? No, I didn't think it'd be this bad. I thought it'd be more competitive. I, um, I didn't think it'd be this bad. I, which I, I, which I think we did say. I think we said, like, you know, I, we feel like this team could be competitive, but it probably will still be one of the worst two teams in the league. But I just... And I know Villa are really good, but I think something just, just kind of broke with me uh, this weekend. Like, I feel, I feel like I embarrassed myself in a way. Like, you know, not embarrassed by the team, but I was like... At 3-0, I got up to leave, and I was with my dad, and, I was, and he, he sort of took me out of it. And I was like, oh, fine, whatever. And then 4-0, I was like, okay, I am actually going now. Let's go back to the pub. And he was like, no, I don't want another drink. I don't want another drink. I was like, can I buy you a coffee? I don't, I don't want to sit here anymore. <laughs> and, You're bribing him. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, honestly was. Like, and I'm a bit embarrassed about it. And I sort of said, like, look, if you weren't here, I'd, I'd be long gone. Like, I'm only staying because... Because I'm with you. There's an argument about that going on. I don't, I, you know, everyone's got their own opinions on that. I just think if you're not enjoying it, I, I was sat there. I, I've, I've already I, paid I, for it. Like, you yeah, know. yeah, you already paid. You can do what you want. I was there at 4 0, sat there, eggy gone. Um, and I was just sat there and I thought, I, and it got to half time. And I just thought, and I was going to go back in. And I just, and I was sat, I was on the phone to actually my dad just telling him how bad it was. <laughs> and, um, and then I put the phone down. I, I went to the stairs to go back up and I just thought, like my shoulders were slumped, and I just thought, "What? I, I, you know what I mean? I'm not. In, this is supposed to be entertainment and enjoyment, and not having a you know fair play to people who stayed. And I just, I, I was getting nothing out of it, and I don't feel I owe them anything, to be completely honest. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for me, you know, if you want to stay to the end and stuff, and and just to just to see it through, I understand that. You know, it, it it's something that you've you've paid for and stuff, but 
Look, I said it's weird this because last season I was talking about I've only ever left the game once ever mm. in Sport United, which was Stoke, as far as I can remember anyway. And this at this season I've left four early. So I only ever feel like I get to full time anymore. <laughs> it's un- it's unbelievable that for me. That that is something that I've all- never prided myself on because I think it's a stupid thing to pride yourself on. But it's always been something that I've always said, yeah, I never leave. Just you know, you never know what's going to happen. But it's just drained me this season. I- I- I've had debates online with people about. Is it the most least enjoyable season we've ever had? I think it is because it has to be. I've never seen United. Off. I mean, I've just watched United concede ten goals with my own eyes in yeah. in seven days, whatever it was. Like yeah. that just that never happens. So like, you don't won you two don't matches. Get... Won two matches. Got three five nil Amarins and a one eight nil. Yeah. Um, and being out, I mean, realistically, we should have lost by more against the Whites of Bournemouth. Um, you know, in that game, and and probably even. Um, Palace, you know, yeah. on Tuesday night probably should have lost by more in that one. And I think there's two arguments going on. Some people are saying we've had it worse, and other people are saying this is the worst ever. And I think there's two completely different arguments. As mm. Keith, I've said before on here, we've had worse teams, we've had worse players. This team absolutely hammers the Adkins team. And I'm not rewriting history about the Adkins season because it were awful. But I never felt like this. I, I, I used to even the thing with the Adkins season is I think it were only I think we were only ruled out of the playoffs with three games to go. I think that's right. It might have even been two games yeah, to go. Sounds, sounds about right. Um, so they were always that sort of... Because the, because the competition were appalling. You think, well, we should really be beat. It were horrible playing in front of Fleetwood and they were beating us, you know, 1-0 with four fans or whatever in the away end. It, it were a horrible, horrible time for the club. But in terms of me enjoying it on a game-by-game basis, this is by... It's just drained me because... I don't. It's the. You know what? We've got we've got Brighton next Sunday, and I, I see all my family and stuff on Sunday. I don't want to get too deep about this, but I'm genuinely thinking: Do I want to give that up to go and watch this absolute shower that uh, are over? That the, the season's over. That even if we won that game three 0 I, I can't. I just can't see my mindset changing enough for it to be to warrant me going. And I, I hate feeling like that. Hate it. I think the the hard part for me is knowing you're going to lose again next week, like almost certainly. Um, you know, at, at least when you lost four 0 to Fleetwood or whatever, <clears throat> you're probably favourite. You you being United, you're probably favourites for the next game, weren't you? You know, and you just, yeah, we're just like oh well. I remember losing like that's embarrassing, but let's get let's set it right on Saturday or Tuesday or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember losing four 0 to Stevenage, and it was absolutely embarrassing. And I'd be if I were doing that po- this podcast, then I'd be saying that is a disgrace. Yeah, the, the lowest least. point in it, our modern the history, lowest point, and all that. And it was lower than what we what we see now in a you know in the sense of where we are as a club. But this is lower as a season as a whole, and I'm not. I can't. And look, if you don't feel like that, that's not. It's it's a feeling. There's no right or wrong with this. If you mm. feel that way. Then you can't help feeling like that, and if you don't feel that way, you, you know that's that's you don't help. You, you can't help feeling that way neither. So there's no there's no right or wrong about it. But I can only talk about what how I'm feeling about this season, and it's not sort of you know someone said you know is it just recency bias because it's this season and stuff? It isn't because I've never left games this this amount of times before, and I've never ever felt oh, I really really don't fancy going. To the Brighton game, you know, it's just like a, it's like a chore. It feels like a job at the moment, and that, I've never felt like that. Even under Atkins, it were horrible, and I used to trudge to games and think, "Oh God, what we're going to be in store for now?" Hmm. But there were always the chance, and we were, like you said, we were favourites for mo- most games. That if we put three wins together, you know, we're back in there. We could get hmm. in the playoffs and stuff. There's no hope this season, and that's the worst thing. I want to get nervous again before games. I want to go to the Brighton game on some next Sunday and think. 
you know, oh, I'm really worried if we lose this one. I go into the game just thinking, I wonder what time I'll leave this time. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wonder how many, when will we go one 0 down this time? It's it's appalling, and that little upturn that we had under Wilder has just completely evaporated now. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it was, it's it's one win against a depleted Brentford, which I think we said at the time, didn't we? Like, I, I don't think we're getting too carried away. I'm I'm concerned about our next run of fixtures. I've got to say. Um, mm. We've got Luton next, and uh, if we were good and they were bad, I'd still be wary of this one. And yeah. uh, they are competitive, and we are terrible. Um, so I, I think I, I fear a bit of an embarrassment there. To be honest, I, like you know, maybe the scoreline won't be quite the same as it was when we played Burnley, but I think we're going to get pushed around there. Then we got Brighton, as you said, who just put five pastors in a game that they couldn't be bothered in, like essentially because it was the cup. Then we got Wolves away, and that's an away game, so that's an automatic loss. Then we've got Arsenal at home. Then we've got Bournemouth away, so automatic loss. And we've got Man United away. That's the next six games. It's very feasible we lose all of them. And we've got Fulham at home at the end of the March. There's maybe a chance to get off 10 points. <laughs> well, you maybe. say this, but, I mean, look, we drew with West Ham a couple of weeks ago. And I, I were on here saying... Half a team, West Ham. I know this, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was on here saying it gives me a bit of hope, more hope for next season. So you can't, you know, it could be that you we beat Luton away two and zero with a convincing performance, and you think, you know what, maybe this team's not as bad. I can't, I can't, I don't know how I'm going to feel if that happens. I'm pretty sure it won't, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as you said, there are results this season. The good results under Wilder. I'm not bl- Wilder's not to blame here. This is not having a go at Wilder, but the the good results under Wilder this season being Brentford at home one nil, where they had I think it was ten players out, you know, they, and they were on an awful run, and they're still on a pretty bad run now. Uh, obviously, pre Tony coming back as well. It was a good performance, but we were up against not a great side in not a great shape. The draw against West Ham, as you said, they were decimated by injuries as well. And the draw against Villa away, where I personally, and I said it at the time, thought we were awful. So I can't, there's not been much for me to get excited about. And, you know, I've seen other people say, you know, we were only a couple of weeks ago, we we drew with Villa away. But I I said it on here, I'm not, you know, know, I'm not changing my mind or being captain hindsight. I said on here, I thought we were poor in that game. Um, And, yeah, and I think the the performances are catching up again now to the results, which I don't know where we go. I don't know where we go from here because I don't know how you turn this, this team around in this league. That's what's kind of, I guess that adds into the breaking point bit for me. It's like we played all our cards now. You know, the transfer window's over. We've changed manager. Mm. Um, and you know we've done we've done whatever it is we intended to do in January, and there, there's your there's your outcome. You know you're four nil down at half time. I, I I get you. You know I'm, I'm with you. You can't blame Wilder for like <clears throat> the situation we're in, but I think he absolutely deserves a, a ton of blame for what happened on Saturday. Like yeah, we're poor. Really, I, I, how we set up, I, I, we're basically playing four up front with no midfield. I, I, I'm baffled. Leaving out Jack Robinson and Hamer as well, like two of our. I mean, just two of our better players this season. I, I, I don't understand that at all. I mean, all right, it probably doesn't make much difference in the final result. It probably does the scoreline. But we played like, just like this really, we just played a non-existent midfield against a really good counter-attacking team and a high line and basically just said, right. just just basically score against us time and time again. Um, I have no idea what we were thinking. I, I honestly can't. Sousa were awful, but... I'll get. I'll give him sympathy that he was the only person in the midfield. You know, I mean, look, Hamer were, were awful against Palace, and he maybe deserved dropping, but, but not for that. Not for what how we set up. You know, 
he's not the best player, but even put someone like Osborne in at least, or even Norwood to just look. I'd have been going mad if that had been the team. Don't get me wrong, but because we don't have the options, and that's where I do have sympathy for Wilder. I have absolutely no idea what the plan was. I don't know what we thought we were going to do. Well, you mentioned. Sorry, we, sorry, we got a point against them. Like I said, we were poor in that game by basically packing the box. Yeah. And we decided to do the exact opposite and go for the high line. I don't understand. Yeah, that's, that's the exact point I was just about to make. Like, you know, what is it, like a month ago? It was, it was the end of December, wasn't it? We had, mm. well, it was just for Christmas, rather. Um, we did a we did a job on Villa. Like like you, I mm. thought we were awful in that away game. Like the, the way we didn't use the ball was absolutely pathetic. But we... Yeah. We did hold Villa to very few good chances in the game, and you know, kept the XG down and stayed stayed at nil nil for way longer than I thought we would. It got a little bit of luck with some of the refereeing decisions, I thought, but yeah, we stayed in the game. We took the handbrake off a little bit in the second half, created a couple of chances, got a goal, almost you know, stole three points, and then we sort of stole one point. But like, I don't understand what's gone through Wilder's head to think. Hey, that that worked actually really well. Even if we, you know, we played badly in possession, but the game plan was solid. Mm, yeah, I'm just going to do the yeah. exact opposite in this game. And we're what were we four nil down after 20 minutes or something? I, I... Half an hour over four nil. Yeah, yeah I think of, it was like a joke. And then had, we had one clear off the line. We, we cleared one off the line as well. Um, where... that when they I mean, scored look, from the like following say, corner, where we just didn't bother to mark yeah, the guy on the edge of the like, box twice. It almost feels like you're on dangerous ground criticising Wilder because like there's so many people who just, you know, because of what he did last time, will just have nothing to say. And he, like we say, we have to caveat this. It's not his fault. He, he could have played the best game plan ever and we would probably still lost this game. Yeah. But you've got to call it out. You know, if this were Eke doing that, he'd be getting absolute pelters from people who were saying, well, it's not Wilder's fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's... Yeah. And, and again, look, with this thing again, this is not... Um, we all... Well, I say we all. Most of us knew. And we were the reason we were so hesitant about sacking or wanting hecky sacked like me you four blades uh red off tufty club pinch i probably forgot some people here is because we all thought that, you know there, there was no comeback from this because of the team that we'd assembled and the way the summer had gone i think noah on red off did a fantastic analysis so i know you've not heard it yet um on the situation and Chad as well um did a fantastic analysis of the situation on red off so listen to that they could probably articulated it better than I could but we came into the season all set up for this to happen and we've changed the manager and I know there were a few and I understand people getting excited about get Wilder and we'll be alright you know what I mean because you need that hope you know I wish I had that sort of hope but it's today but it's not work and it were realistically never going to work yeah um, and I feel like we've had multiple discussions about was was game X worse than the eight nil Newcastle game? And yeah, yeah. this one definitely was for me. I thought I thought Newcastle was just weird. Like, you know, we were we were really unlucky to be three nil down at half time in that Agreed. game, yeah. and, lo- and, and then, then lo- and then lost our heads. Yeah. Like, you know, Heckingbottom yeah. went gung ho, and I think the team just lost mm-hmm. their heads. So that was just weird. Saturday it was an absolute disgrace. Like, I, I, I didn't I, see Burnley, so I can't say no, I didn't if see it was bad as Burnley. But you know, people. Again, I've seen people say under Ecky it'd have been eight nil. I don't really care. I, I think Villa took the foot off the gas by all accounts. Like oh so, yeah, I mean like... we've got the opposition manager announcing that they stopped trying <laughs> because they didn't want to be disrespectful, yeah. which is a, an astonishing admission. Um, but just just shows you. I mean, and this is why I, I did leave. I, I mean, I, this is where I like. Uh, I'm annoyed at myself. I left at five nil. I stayed to, I stayed through half time. Then obviously they scored after about sixty seconds, yeah. and I was like, "What am I doing? Like this is stupid." I'm. I'm 
you know, I don't know what time it was, about half past six or something. I was like, if I leave now, it takes me about 45 minutes to walk home. I can get back for, like, bedtime for the kids and help out. Yeah, Yeah, that's all, yeah. I just thought, what am I doing? I'd rather just be, like, no offence to my dad, I'd rather just be my wife and kids at this point. Like, this is just stupid. And, yeah, I'm I'm annoyed I, you know, stuck around for an extra 20 minutes or whatever. But I think just that was so symptomatic of the game that you go in at half-time 4-0, like, absolutely disgraced, like. You know that is that is just it never happens when you're four nil down at half time. You come out in the second half. Got booed come... on, didn't I? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't hear that myself. But <laughs> you come out in the second half, and then you just concede a sloppy goal within like seventy seconds or something. Oh, so this is this is just stupid. Like how how have they come out after half time and conceded another bad goal immediately where we couldn't clear the ball and then nobody bothers marking at the far post and. That was that was the the final straw for me. So yeah, I'm I'm glad. I, I guess I'm glad I didn't miss any goals. Even though it sounds like we scored one that was you know uh, VAR'd out late on. Yeah, we were at the pub actually, and he come on the. Um, I had a bet on, and um, and he said, "Oh, I was like, I shouted like in the pub, we've scored," and everyone like, you know, fake cheer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then about two minutes, like he's been disallowed. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant, sums it up. Well, like I say, you've got to you've got to call it as you, as you feel it and, and how it is and stuff. And I, I don't think I felt more detached to a season ever. Even in the COVID season, I was detached then, but it were a weird time, if you know what I mean. So mm. it wasn't the same as I, I felt detached from reality as a whole. There, so it's it's a different experience. I've never felt as detached from a team and a, a, as my team as this in terms of, like I say, it's, it's hard. We've had lower moments and in terms of the league position. And I'm sure there'd be, I don't know, a, a Rotherham fan might be listening into this or whatever, thinking, what are you talking about? We're doing exactly the same in the Championship. You should be grateful for what you've got. But it doesn't make it any easier. And that's what I've got a football for enjoyment. I've said many a time on here, don't care if we win in League Two or the Premier League. If we win, I'm happy. If we lose, I'm not. We lose every week. We get out. We're getting humiliated on a on a regular basis this season in a way that I've ne- even in that COVID season it never happened like this. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah. What was I going to say about this? Yeah, I'm annoyed at myself, and and therefore by extension, I'm annoyed at United for making me annoyed at myself. Because <laughs> um, I, I, you know, post COVID, I was like so adamant that I'm never going to take for granted going Mm. to football sorry I'm never going to take going to football for granted again like going to a football match but I just can't do it I can't I can't sit and watch us be 5-0 down and the opposition is just a training game for the next 40 minutes or whatever and we you know we're not getting near them and you know the atmosphere is just foul and I just think like what am I doing this is this is not fun at all and I just want to go away from it and move on so that's what I did I went home ignored it got on my life and now here we are talking about it yeah I know I know well, like I say it's you know I, I've like I said really enjoyed Red Off's uh, analysis on it hopefully Four Blades and uh, tough to get some out of this week because it's good to talk because uh, what's is it BT <laughs> I think it was BT yeah. <laughs> who said that uh, but yeah um, it is because it I won't say it's been weighing on my mind or anything like that, but it has had a cloud over because football's probably my main hobby. You know what I mean, main source of entertainment. And when we're doing well, I'm all over it and watching. Vid- I find it even difficult to watch. You know, I follow a lot of football channels and stuff, and you know, stuff like Stump Peg, who I really like, and she's like doing a. She's gone to Oldham like last week or whatever, like the the, the biggest fall from grace from any Premier League club who's ever played in the Premier League, and I can't watch it because I'm that sort of oh, you know Arsenal Liverpool Sunday. Really good game by all accounts. 
just didn't watch it. No, and I'm not blaming football. I think it's really easy in these situations to say, well, oh, the Premier League just made me... And I don't like the Premier League, but that's not the reason. It's because I've got this black cloud on getting over me when I think about, you know, my, my main source of entertainment. It's, hmm. yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. And I've said, like, with people leaving, if I went to see... Um, the Stone Roses and Ian Brown started singing like Ian Brown sings. <laughs> um, I'd leave, which I did. I did see him and I did leave. You were awful, but you know what I mean. So I don't see the really. I don't really see the difference, you know. No, exactly. I don't know. Um, you know, it, it maybe it sends a bit of a message as well to the you know ownership of the club, like the fact the ground is half empty, like at half time or whatever, because we've conceded five goals again. Because um, I've you know they've already got my money. I bought my season ticket. I'm you know, I'm there for every game for the mm-hmm. the majority of it. I was thinking, like, because <clears throat> I've never had such a discrepancy between my enjoyment of the pre-match and the actual game, you know. I've had mm. some really bad... <clears throat> I think for a little while I stopped going to away games when I was living in London, like, the sort of... Um, I think it was probably that black, maybe post-Blackwell, like, where we were just going into the, like, Mickey Adams relegation season. Mm. Um, me and my mate kind of just said, like, should we just stop, like, instead of going to these away games, should we just meet up and go to the pub instead? Like, because yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. the football is just terrible. So, um, yeah, I've, I've never, like, had such a consistent discrepancy between that before. And, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's quite painful. Um, yeah, as you say, when this is your, this is your main hobby, and um, mm. I'm, I'm sat there thinking, right, it's, you know, we just kicked off, it's nil-nil, like, anything is possible and then yeah. 10 minutes yeah. in we're 2-0 down we have barely touched the ball and you just think ah these are miles better than us we're playing ridiculously open uh, oh look it's 3-0 oh look it's 4-0 god knows what score is going to be in the end and I think that's the thing people do have a go I saw Johnny on Shore Review he had a bit of a rant about people having to go at people leaving I think if you care it's going to hurt more and you, you don't want to see it do you know what I mean I don't think it means you're a lesser fan or anything like that for not wanting to see your own team be absolutely humiliated on your own patch. That's two humiliations we've had. Don't think I've ever seen us lose 5-0 at home before. Certainly not, obviously not seen us lose 8-0 at home before. Um, and that's both in the same season. And we've won two matches. And I think the fact you're in the biggest league in the world obviously does make it a bit worse because you obviously got the eyes on you and you, you can't sort of hide in the corner of League One, do you know what I mean, yeah. and say, like Reading in a way. But... Um, well, Mr. Singh going to be happy with that comment, mate. <laughs> oh yeah, well, sorry, yeah, I know, yeah, hiding away, reading. Um, but you know, and I've seen people say could be worse, could be Wednesday. They've let in eight goals in two games themselves and stuff. But I don't, I don't buy any. I, I don't. I'd like to buy it. I'd like to believe that. Oh, it could be worse. But you know, even Wednesday losing yesterday, I'd be like all over that. I'm like, I can't really take the Mickey that much. <laughs> you know, he was lost five 0 at home. So yeah, it's yeah. a bad, 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 bad time. And fifteen game, fifteen games to go. That's where this season's been going on for like six years. Yeah, well, I did, I did notice when I went through those those next seven fixtures that there is suddenly the end of the season looks a lot, a lot nearer. So um, yes. yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. Give it, give it a month, and at least we'll be thinking like, oh, it's nearly over. We can almost, you know, we can almost start to think about the summer and next season again. Um, I mean, the situation is obviously <clears throat> not disastrous in terms of the situation of the club. We're one of the no. top, top twenty teams in the league. We get all the parachute payments, yada yada. Um, you know, some good young players. Um, yeah, I don't feel too bad about like the potential for next season. There's obviously, a lot of unknowns, but it's it's just a moment to moment, isn't it? Game mm, to game, that's... week to week is absolute dog dirt, and I hate it. Summed it up brilliant there. That, that's the difference. Do, because you're moaning about the day-to-day, which is, is a long time. We've got another four months or whatever this. 
I think this is the worst, probably might be the worst four months in my, you know, history of support United coming up because I've got nothing to, to get behind, really. Um, but you can, you, you know, the it's not black and white and, and the future isn't sort of, and it shouldn't be a massive disaster. I'll be surprised if we get double relegations, for instance, as some people are talking about. I, I can't see that because... I just don't see how that happens. The only way that happens is if this team completely has, you know, has completely lost all sort of morale. Um, and yeah, look, this time uh, in I don't know July or whatever it is, I'll be looking forward to the season again. It's just it's horrible right now, and I've never known it this horrible. Yeah, indeed. And I've just poured a pint of water all over my desk, so that's probably a, a fitting. I was going to say a pint of beer, and I say it's only eleven o'clock. Then come on, I thought I had a lot to drink on, the, <laughs> on Saturday. That's, but... that's probably a fitting point to stop talking about this game, I think. Unless you've got any anything else you want to say about it. Uh, uh no. <laughs> yeah, fair news. Right, let's talk John Fleck. Let's talk about something happier. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Well, first of all, let me start here. Slightly, this was surprising, right? Were you, did, did you see this one come in? Yeah. Him leaving, that is? Not, not at all. I, I, I work like, afternoon, so I stay up a little bit later than the uh, than the average bear. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I, were up, I, were, I was up for this. Um, but yeah, really stunned. I think it was, I don't know if we announced it first or Blackburn, but it was Blackburn who I saw announce it on Twitter just say, John Fleck, we've signed John Fleck. I thought, is there another John Fleck? Yeah, like, it is him. Like, yeah, there were no photo of him or anything on there. <laughs> because obviously they decided. Have you heard about Blackburn, by the way? Just on a caveat. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> they've done the same. Sorry, they've done the same thing as they did with Lewis O'Brien last season. You know where they? Oh, registered... this is the uh, the guy from Orlando <laughs> or something. It's unbelievable. Exactly the same. They've not registered him in time, so he can't play. <laughs> yeah. And this poor guy just sat. In Blackburn, <laughs> with nothing to do basically. <laughs> um, yeah, so we can't play for the rest of the season. But they um, did sound yeah. like. <clears throat> and I would, I would, it hit me a lot harder than I thought it would do. This I have to admit, because obviously people sharing the videos and things like that. And of all the, you know, uh, I'm glad he's gone in a way now. And I, and I hope Norwood leaves at the end of the season because the more, you know, the last three years have been awful for Fleck. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not been the same player whatsoever, and it does tarnish you. It does, you know, it does. You do start forgetting the great moments that they gave you. And I hope Norwood leaves at the end of the season for this. I don't want him caught up in this, you know, spiral of rubbish that we've that we've got at the moment. Um but when all said and done, put it what, five years down the line, this guy is absolutely along with Norwood, along with Basham, along with Sharp, all the others, as a Sheffield United a, a proper, proper great. Yeah. And I probably have him in my altar. I think in that Premier League season, he's probably the best midfielder I've seen for those six or seven months ever at Sheffield United. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I was trying to look through my notes um, to see, like, from historic podcasts mm-hmm. uh, from us to try and see what we'd said about him. And um, <clears throat> I think it was during the COVID season we did a. Uh, I think we ranked the top ten players of the Chris Wilder era. It must have been after he mm-hmm. left, and we got Fleck in at number three. I think we had Sharp, Basham, mm-hmm. and Fleck. Um, mm-hmm. He was, yeah. Like, I think that's spawn when you say about the the tarnish thing, and I think now he's gone. We we, we will move past that. I feel a bit like that's happened yeah. with Ender Stevens, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, start, I've, I've seen. I've, this is you know, just just people online, but I have seen a number of people say like, maybe we should have hung on to Ender Stevens. He seems to be doing hard <laughs> for Stoke, you know, like yeah. forgetting how dreadful he was for those last couple of seasons. But um, yeah, Fleck just deserves to be remembered as like. I, I won't claim to like be comprehensive about United's entire history, but surely a modern great. Like I, I think he would be up there. definitely if I was picking my all-time eleven in terms of um, 
time, you know, the time that I've been watching United, he is absolutely in midfield. Like he, he was a phenomenal box to box midfielder. Um, probably Wilder's best ever signing, I'd say, pound for pound. Obviously, it was a free transfer. Is he our best ever free transfer? I mean, I know McGoldrick were a fantastic one, but in terms of what Fleck actually gave, is he real long longevity? Yeah. And yeah, <clears throat> I think, I mean, where to start with it? But he, he wasn't. It was a bit weird that he wasn't actually a regular goal scorer, even though I always think of him as a mm-hmm. goal threat. I think he only scored 15 goals in 200-plus um, games for us. But... Am I right in thinking his highest goal tally was in the Prem? Exactly, yeah. He scored mm. five, which I think I think is kind of uh, emblematic of how much he improved, um, and loads of players within that squad did. But you know, he joined us in League One, and then obviously had that season, a couple of seasons in the Championship, and then into the Premier League, and... By far, his best football was in that Premier League season. Yeah. He was, I mean, forget the goals, he was incredible. I mean, I think it was Man City away, you know, in, in oh, that yeah, yeah. pre-COVID. Um, you know, he didn't score, we lost the game 2-0, I think. Very easy to forget, but he he looked like De Bruyne. He was absolutely <laughs> insanely good in that game. I, I'm yeah. sure we said afterwards that might be one of the best individual performances we've ever seen from a United player. Like, mm. just... Yeah, truly incredible. Um, yeah, what happened, I, do we think? I mean, I don't want to go to the negative thing, but because when COVID happened, he was on the top of his game. And then when we came back, same as Stevens, it's such a weird thing that happened. That, And then, they, they, I mean, Flex fall-off was nowhere near as dramatic as Stevens. But it's just so bizarre because that player that, start, that, that ended, you know, pre-COVID was genuinely, I, I honestly think in the top 10... Premier League midfielders that season. <laughs> it's, a, well, it's a bold shout, but uh, I do, yeah. I do. I'm, t- I'm having it. Honestly, I remember the, all the ru- uh, rumours were Arsenal in the January transfer window. That's true. Yeah, yeah no, he's no, going to Arsenal. I'm, I'm having that. I'm having that. As yeah. the, the top ten midfielders. Uh, I don't think many midfielders for a mid-table team get six goals or whatever for that stage. Yeah. Um, what happened? Uh, I, I think we probably messed up our uh, project restart fitness regime, right? Like. <laughs> Seems it. <laughs> yeah, because um, there was a lot of thing about how we were going to be like the fittest team straight out of the break. Do you remember that? Like, you know, I fell for this hook, line, and yeah, sink. I same. remember play, played Villa away in the first game, and I was like, "We're going to batter these because Wilder's in charge. He's going to have them running through brick walls." Villa's, you know, they're not bothered. Even the Villa fans were saying the same. To be fair, and then yeah. we turned up, and it was one of the most boring games of all time, apart from the Hawk, I think. Yeah, and then we had O'Connell's obviously got injured just for mm-hmm. that, didn't it? I mean, that was a you know kind of freak injury I suppose um but yeah Stevens looked way off it immediately and yeah Fleck Fleck was the same I guess I think we I think we botched up our fitness sort of routine or whatever approach we had during that break and um I guess injuries just Mm -hmm. I don't know injuries have just caught up with him I guess he's only 32 yeah, he's played a lot of games, though, hasn't he? He has. A lot of miles in the legs. I'd have, if you'd have asked me, I'd have, I'd have, I mean, if I'd have thought about it, maybe, but I'd have, I'd have thought 35, 36, because he seems to have been around, around a long... We've tried to sign him under Danny Wilson. Mm. <laughs> uh, I remember, yeah. Machine, yeah, the fax machine joke started with that, didn't it? Because he didn't get the fax in time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he came back from COVID. And he did, I don't think he played. I think Osborne would play him in the midfield. So he, 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 would fit, he would never fit or never fit enough. And, he, and that just carried on. Um, but if you're talking about before that, I mean, the moment, bloody hell, you've got Northampton, um, you know, the Wednesday goal, which everyone's sharing. Wednesday night at work, we were like, he only ever scored against us. He only ever scored. That's the only thing you keep sharing. It's like, believe me, that's not all he did. He got player of the season in the in the League One season. Like I say, five goals in the Premier League. Did score against Wednesday. 
played play, team of the year in that in that league one season. Remember all the comparisons with Bannon, and they were all who's better, Fleck? Or, I mean, Fleck just absolutely destroyed him in his career. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, in terms of miles in the legs, he has played over five hundred career games now. So that's you know he's been a regular. Star. I'm just looking now, like since uh, since he signed for Coventry. Uh, he's only played less than 30 league games. In fact, he's never... The the only time he signed... Sorry, <laughs> I'm really mangling this. Um, <laughs> he, he signed for Coventry in 2012-13. So 10 years later, only once had he played less than 30 league games in a season, and that was his last season with us. So, yeah, he's he's played a lot of football. He's had some... You know, I remember he got that... An injury on international duty, didn't he? Like he broke mm-hmm. a bone in his back or something, yeah. and then he obviously had the, um, you know, the, the the collapse at Reading, which you know was really scary and ruled him out for a while as well. I think he's just never got fully fit, I suppose. And yeah, he just kind of aged out of our team. I mean, you know, the the team we had better players than him last season. Maybe he'd have played a bigger role otherwise. You know, if we didn't have mm-hmm. McAtee and Doyle and kind of resurgent Norwood in that first half of that season. Um, Feel like I'm missing a midfielder there. Berger, of course. Um, yeah, 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 we, yeah, we just had better players, basically. Um, but yeah, I think as a, a legacy, he's just been, he's just been at the heart of everything that's been good about us, like leading up to this moment, I guess. And um, yeah, let's. I, I just want to run through. So you, you kind of touched on him already, but I do want to run through some of my like favorite moments. I suppose. I mean, in no particular order, um, the goal versus Burnley to put us three 0 up in the first half in the first Premier League season I just remember unbelievable that was like we we went into that game like right this is the real test this one this is against a you know proper established mid-table Premier League team they're gonna you know everything that we do well they should be able to counter because it's it's Burnley you know the physical athletic and we just blew them away and I think yeah Flex sticking that Flex sticking that third goal away before half time was one of the sort of biggest outpourings of joy and like disbelief I think I've I've ever seen in the stands. It was, it was just it was like, oh my god, we're three 0 up against these four half time. What is happening? I remember the pod that we did before that, and we were both saying this is actually going to be probably more difficult than your likes of Everton and yeah. you know, the other teams that we played Arsenal. Even we'd beat Arsenal by that point because these are the sort of you know no nonsense dice. You know, he'll know how to deal with uh, that that sort of football, and we demolished them three 0 up. Um, and then he said that flight, that was his first goal as well. And I remember going for a pint at half time. I never go for a pint at half time, but I just, I was just on euphoria. Do you know what I mean? Like a wave yeah. of, and I, did, I don't think he even got one because the queues were that big and everyone was just like hugging and celebrating. And <laughs> it was just, it was an incredible moment that. And, I, and again, because of how bad things are now, I think those moments get better and better in your mind. You know, we, we knew it were good at the time. We knew like, wow, this was. I think that's where the European chance started from Kazakhstan. Yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, we knew it were great at the time, but you look back now and you think, my God, that were unbelievable. It was um, another unbelievable one was him scoring uh, to give us a lead against Man United, which was around that sort yeah. of time. It was. Oh, he was superb in that match. It Absolutely was, yeah. fantastic in that game. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I like this goal because it just sort of. It just kind of bounces off him, and I think it's just this is what I think of with Fleck is that getting into the box and just being mm-hmm. a, a like an extra an extra body in there almost. But yeah, I think it's Lundstrom has a shot well saved by De Gea, and it just it just sort of bounces off Fleck's thigh and rolls into the net at the cop end, and he does that horrible dance. <laughs> he does. He pulls it. I don't know if he's like taking the mick out of Phil Jones or what, because I think it's 
I think it's the, yeah, it's that move where yeah. Phil Jones gets destroyed by Moose. Yeah. And he almost looks like he's doing the Phil Jones uh, <laughs> gurn yeah. in celebration. Um, the goal versus Wednesday, obviously, we've got to spend a bit of time talking about that. I mean, what a, what a tone setter that was. We, I mean, we've we've done an entire podcast on that game. So um, if you've not heard it, go back. Just uh, uh, yeah, go go and find it. It's obviously. I listened to that one night, and I came in uh, on a night out. And I'm like feeling quite good. And I listen back to that podcast. Like to keep the and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Not because of us, like obviously the the situation itself. That goal, someone messaged me this or was this, and I can't remember who it was, so I really apologize. And he says, I watch that goal more than the Duffy one. And I do. Mm. I watch that goal more than the Duffy one because the Duffy one, I was sort of so deflated. Um that I was like, so oh. and even when it went in, I was like, nah, that we don't do things like that. That's not on it. And then I jumped up. The flight one, I was so nervous before that game. Probably the most nervous I've ever been before a game. And I'm not really that sure why. And I were at the edge of my seat and I was watching it with my dad and stuff. And, well, it felt like 30 seconds in. I know about four minutes or whatever. And I watched that back. And that, as you said, the tone set. I know Wednesday got back into it and stuff. But the fact that we went 2-0 up, I think, so early on in that game and created so many chances meant that we had that, you know, uh, mentality that... We can get we can get into these, you know. What I mean, we can score against these, and again, another game where we were absolutely fantastic. Yeah, just a sh- like a shocking goal, wasn't it? I mean, mm. you know, I, I don't think he scored a free kick for us again. I remember he hit the post. A, <clears throat> excuse me, hit the post a couple of times. But, Brentford, um, <clears throat> I remember him in the post. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brooks obviously rolls rolls his foot over the ball, rolls it backwards, and Fleck just picks out the bottom corner with um, was it was it Westwood in in that goal at that point? It did yeah. Wait- I think I did my uh, top 10 commentary moments for the pinch and that were number four or something rolled off the flag to hit it. Oh! <laughs> yeah, a stunning a strike. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. And he run- yeah, <clears throat> absolutely fantastic. And Johnny's got it on Shore and View as well. Um, hmm. I think he's got about something like 105,000 views that video <laughs> <laughs> that he's got on there. Like, people just keep going back and watching it and stuff. And he's got it from that end. And I mean, obviously, I weren't at this game, but oh, just. <clears throat> Unbelievable. Well, they were, I mean, look, they, Wednesday were definitely expecting to give us a proper beating in that game. And for us well, to go... I mean, you look at that, we've talked about it on the pod, but Leon Clark and Brooks up front. Brooks mm-hmm. at the time never played. Goldock's first still, game. Yeah, yeah. Blackman and yeah. goal. Jake Wright, we were there. Yeah. Carter Vickers. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't confident. When I saw the team, I, I thought we were going to lose like, you know, 2-3-0 or something like yeah, that. So, yeah, and I, I remember the Wednesday fans were singing... Um, you know, singing. It's been six, you know, six years <laughs> waiting for you or whatever. Like, and it dies in the throats as the ball flashes into the net. And yeah, it was just like a, I don't know, it was like an underdog landing a landing a right hook in a boxing match. Yeah. You know, and suddenly the other guys like, whoa, hang about, like, where's this come from? And yeah, yeah obviously we we followed through with the with the knockout blow later in the game. Um, I think the Northampton one is my favourite. Uh, mm. There's a lot of lot. Do you know what? The majority of ones I've written down here, I wasn't actually in attendance for. Which um... Very, yeah, same, actually. I was just thinking I weren't at that one either. I remember that one. I, on, I listened to Radio Sheffield. Um, but imagine that now, like pre-VPNs. Pre, pre I've, I've got it. Well, I've got a little anecdote about that for another one in a second, actually, related to oh, that. Oh, really? But, yeah, this, so I watched this one on the beanback, and we, we were basically promoted, weren't we? Like It, yeah. it was it was one all, like 88th minute or something. Um, you know, God knows that. What do we have? Like six games left, five games left, something like that. Like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, it was, yeah. there was no doubt in anyone's mind that we were going to get promoted at this point. And yet, 
Fleck just he just put the 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 seal on it, didn't it? You know, just bumbling his way into the box to get on the end of a sharp cross and just stabbing it into the net. And yeah, just I think you know the thing that is so good about it is it it prompted the sort of pitch invasion scenes. You know, all the Blades fans in daft fancy dress and just pouring <laughs> onto the pitch. The guy with the corner. Oh no, the corner flag went at the end, weren't it? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, there's the guy dressed as a uh, disco stew as. Um, <laughs> I think Eggy called him the other day because obviously United have been resharing his goals. Um, yeah, I just think you know, just grateful for him stabbing that one in, and, and obviously sealing, sealing promotion right there. And then you, yeah, you get all the the post match scenes of like Sharp held aloft with his blade oh, scarf, man. you know, held high in the in in the sky. And yeah, it all it all comes down to the fact that Flex stabbed in that last minute goal. Uh, two um, things to remember about that is when he scored that. I remember talking to my dad after and saying. If anyone deserves it this season, it's him. And it probably were Billy Sharp, realistically. But Billy Sharp's got a lot of goals after that. He wasn't mm. on the course for 30 at that point. Um, and I said, like, because he's been the best player. I remember saying he has been the best player. He deserves to get get us that winning goal. Because he were he straight in the team. As soon as he came in the team, he were fantastic. Like, he just, him and Coos just transformed everything. And obviously, with Duffy as well. Mm. I don't think we'll ever get a, a trio like that again that worked that well with each other. Um, and the other thing that I remember is I like, was listening to uh, Radio Sheffield. And um, we would I, we went one 0 down, and I turned it off. Um, so I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm not bothered. And then we equalised, and I said, "Well, I'm not turning it back on because it's bad luck." And then I didn't actually hear the goal or know that we scored or anything like that. I was just I was watching soccer Saturday or something like that, and it came on, and then it, it went to the scenes at the end, and I was like, "Oh my, why are why aren't I there?" <laughs> yeah. I, I think because uh, I've seen United get promoted uh, maybe only once before, actually. Um... Under Warnock, I don't think I'm missing one. Yeah, probably, yeah, same with me, same with yeah, me. Yeah, so, but this one felt really different. As like, mm. well, a we a we're like so so much better than every other team in the division. Like, you know, that was very very obvious at that point. Mm-hmm. But it was also just that feeling of like we've done it, relief. Like we we're not going to yeah. be in League One anymore. You know, we've got <clears throat> you know got an upwardly mobile manager. We've got a, a squad that all feels like they they're getting better and playing in a unique way. Um, yeah, it was a great exclamation point on that season. It's funny, actually, because I remember the championship show. Were it on Channel 5 then? And I always remember this. The uh, the, the voiceover, I don't know who it was, uh, female voiceover, you know, does the roundup of the goals. Mm. And it shows you, and, and he said after, he goes, uh, Sheffield United have clinched promotion, now they need to uh, find a way of trying to stay in the championship. And I thought, we're going to easily stay in the championship. And I'm not the most confident fan of people listening to this all uh, back <laughs> up, but... I thought this team is not going to struggle in the champion. I didn't think we would be as good as we were. I didn't think mm. it would be top ten, but I thought fifteen, six. We're not going to be in any relegation trouble whatsoever. And then when Bolton went up, she was said something along the lines of, "And Bolton will be looking for the playoffs next season." Oh like, no! What are you on about? <laughs> miles better. Yeah. So yeah, narrative voice. Bolton were not looking for the playoffs next season. Um, so yeah, the, the, so the, the goal actually that uh, kind of set this up was scored against his former club, I believe, the week before or a few weeks before, um, <clears throat> at home against Coventry. In I think it was a one nil win. I, sorry, I should have probably looked this up before. Uh, do you know the one I'm talking about where uh, he ends up doing a, a slide and uh, Wilder comes Klinsman diving onto the pitch in celebration at the same time. Yeah, the, the the slide on the pitch. I think that were another game where we could have got promoted that night uh, if Fleet would have lost or something oh, like yeah. that. And Fleet would have lose. Yeah, but we were awful in that match. Actually, one of the worst performances of the season. Coventry were rock bottom. Uh, Leon got a goal, and then uh, yeah, 
brilliant from Fleck, and then obviously the slide slide from Wild has gone down in history, hasn't it? <laughs> it was, it was a bit bizarre, yeah. Which which when was that? That was oh, it was two 0 April, twenty seventeen. Um, the game before the Northampton one, weren't it? It must have been, yeah. Um, so I wanted to bring this one up because you know you're talking about VPNs and stuff. So I was in Portugal for work. And, uh, you know, it's not like you can find a stream of a League One game, typically. Um, and obviously, you can't mm. listen to Radio Sheffield overseas. So my um, my wife set up... Let me think how she did this. She put the radio next to her laptop, and uh, we just had a Skype call, basically. In from I was just sat in my hotel, listening to Radio Sheffield via a Skype call for the 90 minutes. Um, yeah, listening to Fleck, you know wang this one into the net and basically set up um almost certain promotion so yeah that's always always stuck in my head as like a just a bizarre way to follow follow a game it's sort of old school but also using technology i suppose it's really yeah it's just just a weird way to follow a game that you don't have to do these days um and then i guess the uh the, the final one i want to mention another another goal or goals that i wasn't in attendance for was against villa in uh december 2019 uh i think this was the only home game i missed that season and it was uh, due to the birth of my daughter so um yeah I, th- I think she was actually born like almost the exact minute that fleck gave us the lead in this game i obviously yeah. was uh somewhat distracted at that point but had the the double whammy joy of my daughter arriving safely and then i basically i must have watched the highlights of this game like 20 times in the middle of the night because I, I, <laughs> I couldn't sleep i was like wedged into a hospital chair just like yeah. You know, kind of staring at my newborn child, like while she you was. Called, you called her John, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody did say I should have called her like I don't know, Flakina or Flaketta or something. <laughs> I think it was. Uh, I think it was my mother-in-law yeah. suggested Flaketta. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just uh, I don't know. So I guess I, I just have a, a, a sort of weirdly personal connection with John Fleck, I suppose, because he obviously mm-hmm. scored both goals in that game, and that was that was kind of a high point for United as well. You know, yeah. wipe the floor with Villa. We had the. Uh, the hilarity of Grealish missing a penalty late in that game. I think, um, you know, the, t- the two goals that we did score were absolutely incredible. He had the the Basham back heel to set up the second one, maybe. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one I've always uh, always felt a personal connection with because I'll always remember like where I was, I suppose, when um, when Flex scored those two goals. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. People might be surprised to hear that we're ill for that game. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I couldn't make it, and I was uh, watching... I tried to get a stream in it. The first half were fine, and then the second half was just awful. Um, so again, once, every every flat goal, I'm never there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know what's, what's going on. Um, but yeah, Sky Sports, and you know, they were just raving about John Fleck and just saying, you know, what a... What an unbelievable player, and they've seen like teams higher up will be looking at him and things like that. And as I said, that were around the same time as the, you know, the the the, the Arsenal rumours came yeah, up. Yeah, it was in mid December, yeah. Yeah, and he sounds ridiculous now, but he was that good. It was that good. It was indeed. Um, yeah, I, I, another player. There's been a few of these, but um, <clears throat> another player. I just wish all the absolute best to. Basically, I I think we 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 had a bit of discussion about this in the pub before um, for the match on Saturday, but. I really hope he's still playing in the champion. I'd love to see him come to Bramall Lane next season playing for someone else. Like, because it, yeah. it, it was time for him to go. We shouldn't we shouldn't have given him another year um, this summer. No. I, I don't think that was really up for debate. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd love a chance to you know give him a hero's welcome playing for someone else. And I, I got to say, if he if he happened to score a goal against us, he'd get a hand from me because I've got nothing but uh, nothing but good memories of John Fleck. And um, was the last. 
the last time he played at the lane, that goal. I don't think he's coming on sub this season at home, did I? Uh, I'll, I'll check while we're talking, but I think... Um, I have a feeling he did come on at some point. But I, I might, can't remember him coming on. But um, yeah, I went for himself. But I hope not. I hope, I hope that was his final. He should. He, like, you know, I said it about Shaw when Sharp should have just set himself on fire at the end of the season. <laughs> Got in a blaze of glory. I've said this many right. a time. Yeah. John Fleck should have scored that goal, walked down the tunnel, you know, to Into a to a mass applause, and just get hammered in car park. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, he's come on twice at home this season. How um, was it? I can't remember that. What well, you you probably left the Bournemouth game. By this <laughs> He yeah. came on for nine minutes against Bournemouth and uh, the last 15 minutes against Liverpool as well, um, according to this. Um, just, I guess, just one final thing on this. I, I want to give an honourable mention to um, his performance against Forest away in the playoffs, which obviously we lost. Brilliant. I think I think that was probably his last great hurrah. He obviously scored yeah. the goal that um, you know put us ahead on the night and levelled it up and sent, you know, sent it to penalties. But yeah. it, that was a real throwback performance from Fleck that game. I thought it was absolutely fantastic and yeah, I guess that's a game we're, we're kind of keen to eradicate from our memories, but I, I just wanted to make sure we uh, all, we do not do that. Yeah, that were all like that. And that was the same season, obviously, had that whatever happened, you know, the, the, course, the fit yeah. on the picture was at Reading. So he were out for a while with that, then he came back. And, um, you know, there's another thing, that he, another setback he had in terms of injuries or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that, that that performance game, he obviously scored and he was fantastic in that match. And I hope Blackburn get a player out of him. You know, I really, really hope that, that there's something still in there where he can give something, you know, to another team because he was never going to get in our team. Uh, well, I, I know he did against Burnley, but that was just ridiculous, really. Um, and he should have gone last season, uh, probably the season before, realistically. But a number, I can't, you know, I can't find the words. Um, got a, don't know why I'm with Blackburn Bash girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, That's the brace last, yourself. He's the last of the, uh, the Centurions, isn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah, wow. Mm. It, that, I mean, he, he would always have been the favourite to be the last man standing. Bash, yeah, of course, it? yeah. Um, but yeah, there he goes, our Scottish hero. Um, yeah, all the best, Flecky. I, I, I really do hope to see you at the lane next season in the, in the Championship, or, but I don't know, maybe, maybe he'll wind up back at Scotland. I think he's in Scotland, sorry. I think he's, um, he's only on a contract at the end of the season, right, at Blackburn? Is that right? Yeah, the six-month contract. Because they're yeah. funny enough, their fans like, and I understand it. Um, they they're all like going, "What a signing this is!" You know, I remember playing for Sheffield United, brilliant, and you know, we, we need. We, I can't believe it's only six months. We should have got him for more. And I thought, oh, calm down a little bit because. <laughs> well, I mean, you never know. You said he, you said he's only like what thirty-two or something. He needs he needs he, games, he doesn't he? Games. He's, he's never going to get that with us. This is. Um... You know, this is why I wanted Brewster to go out on loan in this window because he's just he's just not going to get a run of games for us. Like it's it's pointless in being here. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, for Flex career, it's absolutely the best thing that he goes to, uh, you know, a team not in the Premier League, and tries to yeah get a run of games together and yeah hopefully play for a, a decent level for a couple more years. But um, yeah, that's it, mate. Last word on Fleck. Um, yeah, one of one of my all time favorite players. One of United's. Best ever signing, certainly Wilder's one of Wilder's best ever signings, and an instrumental part of um, dragging us out of the League One doldrums and getting us in a position to be four 0 down at half time against Aston Villa in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, I had to bring oh, it up again. Yeah, <laughs> don't end on that. Don't I end won't. on that. Just, well, I don't know. one uh, one Sheffield United team did win this weekend. Yes, and that was Sheffield yes. United women and. Ooh, they were, weren't they? <laughs> they were, yeah. Boy, did I feel the worst when they went 2-0 down after 20 minutes. I was like, <laughs> I've seen this story before. 
But they came mm-hmm. powering back to win 5-2. Um, I just sent out the new Women of Steel. Talking about that, it's womenofsteel.substack.com, a free newsletter covering Sheffield United women. I watched the game on uh, Monday, I think it was. Um, they were awesome. You know, I'd like absolutely annihilated Durham. Like, they gave away two really soft goals and then got back into it. And oh, it could yeah. have been like 7-2 or something. They, they missed some right chances as well as actually scoring five. So, um yeah, that's on womenofsteel.substack.com. I encourage you to read about a very good Sheffield United performance. Wait, what about you got to plug, mate? Uh, got a new mail layout, actually. Um, mysteries. Mm. We've, we've solved, we solved more mysteries. I don't know what people are playing. All these amateur detectives on YouTube, it's unsolved. Done it, solved it, completed it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's it. Live with Made 1 uh, on, on Twitter or wherever you got this podcast from. Check it out. We solve all the mysteries that you want. And no view from uh, from Villa. Ooh. Basically went out uh, after the game. Can't remember much because that, that's the third time this season I've been absolutely destroyed and it's all coincided with me leaving early. So, you know, thanks for that, United. It's funny, though. It's, uh, like, it's almost but... like the more time you spend drinking, the more drunk you are. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't it this is like i think this was this is the earliest i've left all season as well so no surprise really so yeah um but so i didn't do a view from because i woke up the day after and i was going to do one and i thought i don't want to do this and surely no one wants to read it but i'll be back with a i don't know why i'm doing it but pre-match loot and view the show must go on i suppose i guess so i don't mean to shame you but how many is that that you've uh, you've swerved this season that's my third one. I know I'm going to give myself a three limit. So I've still got Liverpool away. So, <laughs> yeah. You, you to, so, you, yeah. Are, you, are you going to stick to that? You're going to suck it up for the rest of the season? I'm, I'm intending to. Yeah, I am. <laughs> no guarantees. No guarantees. Yeah. It's really genuinely tough. I'm dreading this Luton one because they're going to be really cock off. You know, understandably. They're going to be like, oh, we'll beat these. You know, yeah. I don't, nice, oh, nice yeah. easy three points on the way to safety for them. This is a massive game for them. Yeah, we're, we're going to get absolutely host on Saturday, mate. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go watch Hallam in the FA bars instead, I think. So, you know, yeah, I'm turning yeah. in my, my big blade card this weekend. I don't want to, I don't want to, one of the worst. Yeah, one of the worst sides you could probably come up against, really. I know there's better sides than Luton, but the way that they play, balls in the box and all that, we can't defend for Toffee. So, yeah, yeah uh, very, not looking forward to that. Very antithesis of us at the moment. Um, my BBC Sport thing uh, piece this week is about John Fleck, of course. So, uh, if, if you've not had enough uh, words about John Fleck on this episode, uh, go to the Sheffield Night page on the BBC Sport website and just scroll down a little bit and you will... Uh, find a link to uh sorry you will find yeah a couple hundred words talking about what a great player john fleck was and my favorite john fleck moments um i'll say mate we'll we'll finish there i'm hoping to go and watch uh united under 18s tonight at the lane which is free for season ticket holders if anyone's uh looking for something to do they're in the uh, i think it's the fa youth cup uh fifth round i believe they played leeds so tough game but hopefully uh that'll be nice for them to get through uh, to the next round as well um yeah, so I guess, mate, we'll be we'll be back after that Luton game. Uh, the the calls for uh, dipping into historic matches are um, yes. mounting, aren't they? But give me that chip. I actually want you to buy me a chip, boy. <laughs> I might I might just buy you one anyway. I really do intend to stick it out. I, I thought this morning I was like, we've done twenty three games worth of these, like you know, and there's been three good results all season, maybe four. Like I can't even think what the fourth one would be at this stage. Like Filler, Filler away was quite good. I think, I don't know, we'll change subjects. Do you know what I mean? Talk about, I don't know, uh, 
Royal family. That's just, I'm just on Twitter. That's the thing that's that's, that's the thing that's uh, trending. So we'll we'll do that next week. Okay. Happy days. <laughs> or Greg Wallace. He's another one. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I'll leave that to uh, I'll leave that for other people to skewer instead. I think. Um, right, mate. Well, yes, that is uh, Living with Maidley for uh, your podcast and RoysViewFrom.com. And uh, yeah, let's let's get out of here. Um, yeah, what a what a thoroughly miserable game that was. So. Uh, I suppose you should be grateful to United for moving John Fleck on so we had something a bit more upbeat to talk about. So, well done, Wilder, I suppose. Well done, Betis and, and the Prince. I, I take it all back. <laughs> doing a bang-up yeah. job of distracting us from uh, the malaise. Um, right, mate. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks to you for your time. And uh, I will see you when I see you. Yeah, see you later, mate. Thanks a lot. <laughs>